Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. No problem. I'm going to give it one more minute, and then we will start. Okay. Angie, what picture is that? That's the picture of my life. You never heard of Fifty Shades of K? It's a, uh, she's on uh, IG and she did a TikTok of her. Uh, it's like it's Monday morning. It's, it's, it's so messed up, you know, it just makes you feel like you need to um, drink saying with a straw. I've never heard, like, but yeah. that's funny. <laughs> but I'll say, oh, all right. It is um, 7.05, so welcome to Being Black and Craft. Uh, this is Angie, the Undeniable Vixen, Sugar Night, too few, but not too many. And it is another Monday night. And of course, our mantra is, we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. And we have a guest in the building. We're going to do a couple of church announcements before we talk to our guest. Um, as I was saying, we had a, a Dr. J sighting this weekend. She came into town for uh, the Women's Final Four, got to hang out at Vector Brewing, and uh, Smitty had done uh, two collaborations over there at Vector and then one at Oak Cliff. So I got to try all of them because I was working, but Vector Brewing, if y'all, if you ever get a chance to come to Dallas, hands down, Vector Brewing is like the place for different, different beers, different just exploration of beers, and it is always amazing. His kettle sours, he did two. One was like a guava and one was a ginger. And they were both like, oh, my God, this is delicious. Um, and they have food there. They make some great pizzas and things like that. So if you ever uh, get to Dallas, Vector Brewing, top, one of my top choices. Um, then we also, he's not, he's not on the call, but they also had Beer Amplified, which is, I guess, partnering with um, beer culture and Raphael. I was like uh, scrolling through and I saw Raphael uh, in the mix, uh, being like an entrepreneur and just being in the place where the people, people and the money are at. And I just loved it. So shout out to him. Uh, hopefully soon, maybe he, because I think he was he was doing a bike ride today or something. He will come on and share with us about um, beer amplified and. Hannah, you were a speaker where? She's finding the mute button. There he is. Yeah, out here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, I was on a panel for CBX uh, Craft Beverage Expo that was in Pittsburgh this year. Um, it's on a diversity panel. Panel is pretty good group of people. Um, mixed. We had day 
Dave Bracey, myself, uh, Adam Sorum from Trace Brewing, uh, Samara, uh, who is the founder of Black Bourbon Society, and uh, OJ Lima, who also runs a I can't think of the company's name right now, but it has to do with like uh, purchasing barrels uh, of like different type of bourbons and whiskeys um, that he does. So. Oh, nice. Okay. So, how do you think? You know, that's a great um, list of people on the panel. Did do you feel like they gave good questions, or was there? something that you can remember that that you're like yeah this is some something that people need to hear to really feel that they want to get into diversity or have something uh change their culture of their brewery or wherever they are um i think the panel um not to be biased the panel was very uh diverse in the being the different brands and i just think it just the conference just was not well attended. So in a conference room, especially being at the giant convention center that Pittsburgh has, it should have been um, covering all the the beverage beverage industries uh, that are craft. Uh, it definitely should have been uh, way more people in attendance. Um, but I think kind of like we had a meeting prior to our um our panel um like a few weeks prior via zoom um speaking with the uh who was our moderator and he they didn't really give him like kind of like where to go with the question so he kind of curated some questions based off of talking to us and that's kind of how we led the panel and then we opened it up for um, conversations for people to ask us questions and, you know, uh, the people who were there, they did, um, ask some good questions, but, and, you know, day kind of always makes it funny, but it's also, he's like, kind of like say all these conferences were kind of always put on display to kind of tell white people how to, you know, be more welcoming to people of color mm -hmm. and, it's kind of like we should be past this in a sense already. Like, so it was kind of like things like that. But they kind of ended with the question of that Samara and Day answered great, and then like basically what was the difference between tokenism and allyship? So I think that also helped a lot of people understand the difference uh, mm -hmm. between the two. Uh, because what they may seem like some of the things that they feel like they do uh, is more tokenism than like allyship. And Samara just put like, if you want to support us and people of color in this industry, do not call us during the month of February, and don't don't call us for like to do a Juneteenth event. Like she said, there are three hundred other days in the year. If you want to support people in our community, that can be you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Um, is this their first? This is not 
so it's craft beer expo but this is not their first one this is not even their second one they've they've had several right yeah it's been an exist i'm not i forgot how long it's been in existence but the past few years it has been based out of louisville kentucky so as far as them moving it to pittsburgh i'm not quite sure why that was the move um but yeah but it did not get the and then a lot of people honestly said they didn't really know much about it the people who were in the room they said they found out about it like kind of like read more recent than than later and then it also was a uh a high ticket price from what i heard hmm okay okay um Raphael, were your ears burning? I was just talking about you and Beer Amplified. How was it? Oh, it was good. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Oh, it was good. It was good. I had a good time. Uh, pretty will much you, will, you like, tell, it, well, will you tell everyone? Because, I mean, I honestly don't know everything about Beer Amplified, what it actually is. Yeah, so what it was, the like Beer Amplified, it was pretty much year number one. And it was hosted by Kevin York Communications. That's who I had my in, my marketing internship with through Beer Culture. So what they did is they wanted to put on a conference just for, um, I guess, people in the beer industry. It didn't make a difference whether you were, you know, a brewer or a social media influencer or if you were more on like the business side of beer, but you know, more focused towards marketing. So a lot of it was geared towards, you know, product and placement and social media marketing and, you know, that kind of, those kind of aspects towards towards beer. So it was really good. They had a, a lot of good speakers and it came from not only speakers within beer, it was a lot of speakers that had no affiliation with beer whatsoever. So it was like the, uh, the, uh, the VP of marketing from the Boston Red Sox was there. They had uh, like this shoe company called Ufos. It was like the marketing, uh, I think the marketing manager and a marketing vice president was there. And then for oh, beer, I know those. Those those are good. Those were good shoes. Oh yeah, oh, trust me. Time. They they gave us some. So I I wasn't feeling them at first, but I've been wearing them ever since I got back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> so they're good. They're good. And then it was the marketing manager for Yard House was there. Um, oh, and she is real cool. So she, you know, she gave a presentation too, as far as you know, Yard House and um, and tied it in with you know how do you market to to an audience. So it went. It was a good time. I met a lot of uh, good people. Like Eric from Capsule was there, who I've already met before. But then I met uh, Kimmet from Vine Street Brewing, and then Rich oh. from Funky Town was there. And uh, I think William, I can't remember his last name, from Coso was there. Mm -hmm. So, and Aubrey from Crackham. So it was a lot of people that you know I you know seen online but hadn't met in person. So it was good just to chop it up and you know go out, have fun, you know have some good beers. And uh, yeah, Benny from uh, Crown of Hops was there too. So so definitely had some royalty in the building. So it was definitely good to uh, just see everybody. And I know uh, Eric. Uh, had put up the picture on his uh, capsule Instagram page. Oh, that pic was crazy. It was it was definitely a, a great event. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to see what they do for next year. And I think like the one thing that they had talked about before was um, they had a course, I guess at one point about 
social media influencers or marketers how they could take better pictures that was to me was probably like the one seminar that they didn't have that I definitely put down for you know hey if you bring this back next year mm -hmm. definitely do a course on that yeah I saw it uh well I saw you and then uh I, I'm on the email list for uh fear culture I was like oh wow this would have been great I would have because that's kind of in my wheelhouse. So I sent a note to get, I guess, on their mailing list because I would love to um, to get more information about it or even, like, do something with it. Um, so, okay. Well, those are all of our church announcements. Oh, one more thing. If you haven't uh, and you want to, go to Craft Beer Con. Crafted for Action in Atlanta, Georgia, the week of June 10th, like the ending of that week, like the 15th through the 17th. Tickets are on sale. Um, there's also an option uh, if you go to the website for a fellowship. And what all that includes, go to Crafted for Action. I've been posting it and sharing it um, if you're interested to go. It really is a good time to hang out in Atlanta and it's like a pre-barrel and flow. That's, um, that's the best way I can put it. So now for the man of the hour. So I was thinking, uh, what can I put on here? So I was like, it's the other Leon. So, and me, well, no, I did meet Leon. But um, not a, the five-part beast, but it's this Leon with Black Cave Brewery. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys having me. I really do appreciate it. Well, I, you know, uh, Kendrick uh, gave gave uh, gave the brewery like a listing, like, hey, we need to check them out. So I was like, okay, great, and. Oddly enough, we were, uh, I was planning on doing something with Maryland, but y'all keep on, as soon as I blink, there's something else going on with y'all. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that's a wonderful thing. So, how long have you been doing, like doing uh, home brewing? Because I'm showing, I'm looking at your, um, at your IG as mm. you started just posting something like around February. So I'm sure you've gone before then. So how long has it been? So I started home brewing uh, back when I was in the military. So around 2005, 2006, uh, when I got out of the military, I had lost touch with it for a little while because I was looking for a job and what have you. Um, fast forward to uh, 2012, when my wife and I moved in together, the first thing I did was bought a beer kit. And I have been Actually, before that, about 2010, uh, I bought a beer kit and uh, I had homebrew for a number of years, two, three years, uh, until I got my uh, an internship at the District Trap House and Brewery in D.C. And uh, I started working there uh, part time uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays with a I had a full time job at the time and uh, my wife was pregnant with her first kid. I was going to school at the time too, trying to trying to get my knowledge up a little bit, and then um, from Trap House part time, I moved to Cap City, Capital City Brewing Company in Arlington, part time as well. 
So I was going back and forth from Chop House to Cap City uh, doing two part-time jobs. So that was that was kind of difficult, you know, running into D.C., maintaining school. Uh, my daughter was here at this particular point. Uh, so we had our first kid. Uh, still looking for, you know, my footing in the industry. And so uh, Cap City turned into a full-time job. So awesome. I'm, I'm finally in the industry. Um, I've got my foot in the door a little bit now. I'm starting to make a little bit of waves, a little, little bit of noise. People starting to recognize who I am and uh, start to see some of the stuff that I'm doing. And uh, Cap City, was while it was great, I was looking for a, a new opportunity. So uh, I was the head brewer at a place in Woodbridge called Heroic Ale Works. And so... Uh, Leon, let me ask you a question really quick. So when you were transitioning being the head brewer, had you had any formal training or is this like just on the job training? Literally just on the job training. Everything I've done okay. up to that particular point was strictly hands-on uh, training. No official certificates or anything of that nature yet. Um, was there any challenges for that? Because normally we we usually get the story of, um, yeah, you can work at the brewery, but yeah, it's going to be just my homeboy, you know, who doesn't know anything compared to someone that maybe have uh, a certificate of, or whatnot. So was there any kind of pushback, you being a black man in this very dominated white space, getting to have a handle on brewing and going up to being the head brewer? Well, I wasn't necessarily called pushback as a... No, I wouldn't say I had any kind of pushback. There was definitely some times where I felt out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was being the only black person that I knew of at the time of working in the craft beer industry uh, amongst a, you know, a sea of white folks and bros and things of that nature. Um, at that particular point in time, there was more uh, women in the, in the industry than there were people of color. And so I definitely did definitely in the beginning, uh, felt out of place, felt like I was uh, quote unquote an outcast, if you will. But in that same in that same sense, though, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I knew that if I apply myself, uh, I can make a serious impact in the beer industry. Um, which is why at, you know, at, at, after about, I think about three and a half, four years, I went from Maybe just an intern at Chop House. I mean, scrubbing the floors and pausing the taps, and maybe doing a little bit of brewing here and there. Uh, I was a I was an unpaid part time intern over at Chop House. They even made me sign like a waiver that hey, if you get hurt or what have you, we are not liable at all. You are you are here strictly on your own uh, volition. He's a growler of beer. Thanks for what you did. We'll see you on Thursday. You know, um, but again, like I said, I wanted to make an impact. So this guy, Barrett Lauer, he was the head brewer there uh, at Chop House. Barrett Lauer, in my opinion, is the king of D.C. beer. Everybody, everybody in D.C. knows who Barrett Lauer is and, and, you know, knows what he's all about. 
And being able to intern with him really set me on the right path to become a legit, strong brewer. Um, at, at Capital City, I had uh, Christy Griner. She is my other mentor. And again, same kind of thing. She is a hardworking, hard tenacity type woman who taught me a lot of things about uh, cleaning and proper brewing techniques and everything in between. Uh, and so I give those two people tons and tons of credit because without those two, I wouldn't be uh, the brewer that I am today. Uh, but they get they give me a shot, so I, I gotta give them the props, you know. Um, so, Leon, from when you started with everything, you're getting your mentorship, you're getting your hands dirty on doing everything and making beer, making good beer, people coming back. When did you have the epiphany that I want to have Black K Brewery? That wasn't until I started working at my current place at Port City. Um, mm -hmm. So fast forward, so I've been in the industry for about 10 years now. Um, I have a, my certificate in Brewing Science and Technology from Auburn. Uh, that recently, I just got that via uh, a group called Canarchy, which is the craft beer version of AB InBev. And Canarchy has a scholarship program and uh, I won the scholarship, the very first person, that when, they, when they first released it, I am the, so far, the only person and the very first person to have won the scholarship to go to, to, to uh, study at Auburn for their Bruin Science and Technology certificate and graduate from there. So I haven't seen anything since then. I'm sure we're gonna have it again soon, hopefully, because uh, it was a great opportunity for me to actually get this uh, the piece of paper that I needed to make me all the way full circle, legit brewer, right? Um, so with that, plus my time working in that port city has really given me the opportunity and knowledge to, you know, I can, I can do this. If I really apply myself and really want, if I, if I really apply myself and, and really give it 100% of my time, I can open up Black Cave Brewing Company and not only solidify myself, but really give a showcase of the type of beer that I want to make and uh, provide for my family a little bit more, of course, but bring some craft beer to PG County too. And I see my man, uh, uh, Drew Dill, uh, over here on, on um, Liquid Intrusion. A lot of these black-owned brewers who are contract brewing and things of that nature, I don't necessarily want to do that part with a contract brewing. I think I probably will start there, but eventually I want to have my own four walls brewery up and running and really going for that gold medal at GABF, those World Beer Cup medals and all those, all those things uh, as a head brewer and as an owner. Awesome. I was also looking at your page. I was looking at uh, some of the art that you have. Mm -hmm. So is that something that you do? Or is that so, something that, yeah, go ahead. So so my business partner is also a graphic design artist. 
And so what I did was um, I was using some of these uh, AI programs that, that do a lot of art. And so I came up with the idea of just, uh, for example, with Goldie, uh, my uh, golden mm -hmm. ale. So with that particular one, I know I wanted a, I originally wanted was a silhouette of a black woman with a gold grill in her mouth that said Goldie and blonde hair uh, represent a, a golden type of beer. And so I couldn't count, I couldn't get that particular picture uh, via the AI. So I told, I asked my business partner, hey, listen, this is what I'm looking for. And he drew me a couple concepts and he came up with three. And, and that particular one that's on the website is the one we went with. Uh, and that one I think is going to be a really good solid beer. Um, the, Mong uh, the Mongolian horsepower is going to be my uh, oatmeal stout, which I just did on my, my small pilot system here at the house. Uh, that's going to be a good solid oatmeal stout, nice and smooth, a lot of chocolate, roasted coffee notes. Um, I think I'm going to up the ABV on it because I started off the as being as uh, traditional as possible. And what I mean by that is that uh, I, I use something called the uh, BJCP, which is the Brewing Judges uh, Certification Program. And what mm -hmm. it is, and they, uh, you know, it has all the uh, ingredients and all the history of that one particular beer. So it's in spec. But what I want to do is I want to up the ABV to about 8%, maybe 85 uh, and really give that, you know, that horsepower, strong uh, flavor to it. And then uh, Soul of a Hustler is going to be my IPA. And I'm working on the recipe for that now. And I'm going to make that real solid. Uh, I haven't decided right now. I'm probably going to do an East Coast IPA. And then I have an idea for a West Coast IPA uh, with the pictures and all that kind of stuff, too, to make it us, you know what I mean? I wanted to make it look like us, you know what I'm saying? So let me ask you a question when you were bringing up um, BJCP, um, and I'm thinking about the uh, GBAF, where mm -hmm. they're kind of towing the line on some things. Um, I know that you're saying that you're wanting to um, actually be involved and play some things. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like with the traditional styles that they're looking for, what do you think you can get away with staying true to style, but giving your own flair to it? Is, do you think that's a really a dance, dancing on the tightrope kind of thing? Because Absolutely. I hear some of the stories that I'll be just doing that like a, because um, I'm learning to be a beer judge. And so it's just like, okay, mm. some people are just like, this is like not the ABV that we're thinking of and like top. So, so with, you're absolutely right. You know, I want to be as, again, working at Port City has really given me the opportunity to have beers that are true to style every single time. So I think what I would do as far as submitting beers to uh, GABF, what have you, I would submit specific ones. So if I did do my going to horsepower, I would do the one that I have right now, like I said, in bottles, but then I'd age some into 
um, whiskey barrels, and then I would submit that to the stronger style type beers as well. You know, uh, Hustle Soul, the IPA, one of the new ones going to be, and even Goldie, it's going to be very true to style. But with the Mongolian horsepower, I, while that's going to be true to style as well, I'm going to have two versions of it. I'm going to have the traditional style one, and then I'm going to do another one uh, that I'm going to age in barrels eventually. Uh, age in barrels and see how that comes out. And if it tastes well, I'll probably eventually submit that as well. So for your concept of your brewery, is it just going to be, um, is it going to just be the brewery? Are you going to have uh, paired, like have some food there mm-hmm. or food trucks? What what do you foresee as the the layout? So my, goal, so my goal is going to be a tap room, a tap room space where people can come in, be in the families, it'll be a family oriented, not just a black owned and veteran owned, but a family owned brewery bring bring all your friends bring your people bring your dogs uh we're gonna have uh food trucks out there a rotating line of food trucks we'll have an outdoor seating area uh for people to sit outside and enjoy the you know got nice weather coming up so this is the perfect time to get outside and uh hang out with the crew um we'll have different events we'll do again i'm, I'm into uh, a lot of um you know, with uh, uh, anime, I'm into uh, like a lot of uh, art, and what I mean by anime, very much the art part of the animation. You know, not necessarily like the, uh, the the people who watch the anime shows and things of that nature, but the art work of it. And I believe that uh, craft beer, while it is a different type of art, is still art nonetheless. And my goal is to showcase my art. The way that I perceive it, and uh, showcase it to the people, and hopefully uh, they like it, will enjoy it, will come back and tell their friends about it, and then we'll have different events. You know, uh, I got a good friend of mine who's a painter, and he holds uh, a lot of paint nights uh, at, at his particular spot. So I'd have him, you know, set up his whole little thing. Uh, whether it be in the back of the tap room or the in the uh, back area and everything, we'll have paint nights. You know, you pay X amount of money, you get your pint, you come down, hang out with the family, and you uh, you paint. We would have video game nights. We would have another thing I want to do is do homebrewers night. So I want to do a um, eventually what I want to do once we once we get established and things of that nature. I want to buy um homebrew kits for people who are interested in getting into the into the beer industry too and what they've never done it before and uh i you know set up a little traditional you know outside pot with a propane and your you got your whole little kit right there and we'd all brew uh a beer together probably about four to six people and uh we would all brew uh, a particular beer from a beer kit. And you would be able to, you know, see the whole process from fermentation to bottling day, and you would take that beer home with you. And so um, it's going to be, a, I want to be as interactive. I want people to understand not only that, oh, this beer tastes good, but understand 
why it tastes good, what the, uh, you know, some people are interested in, like myself, I'm, I'm interested in the, in the science behind, the chemistry behind uh, using different malts and using different pHs of water and different salts and things of that nature in, in, the, in the beers. And so I want people to understand uh, exactly what I'm doing. And we have uh, brew tours, you know, do come into, you know, we'll have um, people come in and show them around the entire place and how to answer questions. And I'm a personal kind of person anyway. And so um, I love talking about beer. I love talking to other people about beer. And people who are interested in that kind of thing, I think really resonate with that kind of thing as well. And so anything I can do to um, inspire another person, whether it be black, white, Asian, whatever the case may be, uh, anything I can do to inspire that next person to take a chance and get their feet wet uh, in the brewing industry, I think it's a, uh, a good thing to do. You know, instead of going through, you know, again, I was a I was security forces in the military, you know, I was a cop in the military. And I knew when I got out, that's not at all what I want to do um, on the outside here, you know, in the, in the real world. And so I had to struggle for a minute. And it beer, I mean, when I say beer saved my life, it was literally beer saved my life because I did not want to be a cop. I, I did nothing to do with that, I, I, and I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I have a degree in criminal justice, and I have all these accolades via criminal justice, but I knew I didn't, I didn't want to pursue anything like that. So I, I got to make this beer thing work, and the next step, the next stage for me is to uh, open my own spot at Black K Brewing Company, and then we coming, and we're going to be fired too. When do you think um, the projected, as far as like finding a building and opening up, is this like uh, within the next three to five years? What do you foresee as far as like um, getting us walking into the door of Black Cave Brewery? So it's, it's definitely that, that time frame, three to five years. So right now okay. I am uh, looking for, uh, I actually talked to my day uh, about a potential spot and um, I'm trying to get over there sometime if not this week then better by next um, I have a couple of things in the works with, with that whole thing I'm working closely with uh, the Brewers Association of Maryland and uh, they gave me a whole checklist of uh, you want to open the brewery and the, the way that you want to open the brewery you follow these steps you can get your brewery up and running so um I am, I am, I mean, every single day, you know, I'm up until about midnight, one o'clock, working on this project, and uh, it's something that I am extremely passionate about and working hard towards, and like I said, three to five years, hopefully, um, hopefully by this year, I will have a solid plan as far as the building goes, and uh, I can start working towards, uh, uh, or if not, or in the building, decent the building, and then building out the brewery uh, parts itself. So I'm looking forward to to that part. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, also, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. But, I appreciate um, it. 
I'm curious to know, because usually, because my dad was, is a veteran, and they always talk about um, the kind of uh, cost-cutting or different plans as far as housing for um, people that are veterans. Does mm-hmm. that help any with business buildings? Do they give any kind of well, money I'm, I'm... to that kind of help? Yeah, I'm, I'm learning all that right now, as a matter of fact. So they have, um, when I purchased the house I live in now, I use my VA benefits. Um, I'm also, a, I'm a 30% disabled veteran as well. So I'm going to use that to my advantage. Uh, I'm going to use the Small Business Association to uh, uh, look into loans. I'm going to look into scholarships. I'm, I'm looking into everything, you know, everything that I can Using my advantage to use other people's money is my goal. I'm trying to use the least amount of my personal money as, as least as possible and try to uh, utilize all the veteran statuses and uh, small business owner statuses and black owned, veteran owned business statuses and things of that nature and use all that to my advantage. And um, again, I'm, I'm learning all that stuff right now. And, um, you know, it took me a little while to to really come up with the concept of Black Cave, because uh, I I was again I'm a I'm a brewer. I'm a hands-on. I know I can move this product from this tank to that tank over there. I can move. I can I can brew the tank, uh, brew the product, and everything. So it wasn't until um, really a years and change ago I started really considering should should I. Th- should I do this? Because I mean, it's it's not an easy project. This is extremely difficult, time-consuming, and um, expensive. You know, as, as some other other brewers will will definitely tell you. And uh, well, I've always had the. I think everybody wants to own their own brewery at some point in time. Um, but like I said, for all the reasons why, it's just a very difficult uh, thing to do. So. Um, for me, it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. It's something that I uh, send goals and uh, tasks and stuff to myself every day so that I can continue on with, with my uh, progress while still having a full-time job and raising three kids, you know, and, and, and paying my mortgage and stuff on time mm-hmm. and everything, you know, so it's, 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 a. Uh, it's my it's Black Cave Brewing Company, besides my kids, it's going to be my legacy. And that's what I'm trying to build right now. Uh, Leanne, <clears throat> I can definitely tell you, you have some people in the Amen Corner uh, between Kendrick, Ashley, uh, Hannah, and Andrews. Some are, are uh, Hannah, just, it hasn't been a year yet. It's about to be a year that she opened mm-hmm. Dope. Um, Ashley has, she's has multiple businesses, um, and she's opening a brewery in Jamaica. Um, so they can most definitely, uh, probably share some insight and just like to, some stick to it, to miss with that. So that was really all my questions other than, um, how did you come up with the name Black Cave? And my second part, I'm actually Passing the question on um, to, between Ashley and Hannah, if there's anything that you can give to Leon to glean 
as far as opening a brewery. So go ahead, Leon. Uh, so yeah, so the name Black Cave Brewing Company actually came from my uncle. So my uncle uh, lives in Detroit and every Thursday he has Thursday Thursdays at the Black Cave and that's his house. And so uh, all the neighborhood comes over and you know, they all kind of hang out and uh, and I, I asked him, hey, your uncle, you know, this is a great concept or great name and everything and I got a great picture and all that kind of stuff. Would you mind if I use uh, the name Black Cave for my business. They say, go ahead, Neff, you know, it's, it's all yours. And, you know, and uh, it just snowballed from there, you know. So I'm, I'm, it came from my, it's a family, it's a family name, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's something I'm proud of. And uh, I'm trying to make my uncle about, uh, proud about it too, for sure. Hannah Ashley. I don't have um, whichever it whichever one of you ladies want to go first. I know I put y'all on the spot, but is there anything that y'all can share with Leon as far as opening a brewery? Sorry, Ashley had dental work today, so oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, all the things that I would recommend as far as tapping into resources available to you it sounds like you're well on your way um but definitely you know connecting with your local city county government seeing what work development funds are available so you might be able to acquire some of that funding um if you're saying okay it's a goal for us to bring one or two people on a year um see tapping again you know to your county assessors see if there are any nuisance buildings that you possibly can um, get prorated rates on. Um, yeah, I, I apologize. I'm usually way more vibrant than this. Um, <laughs> no worries, I understand. But yeah, just really, there's resources out there. Um, the co-found one of the co-founders of Lifting Lucy, Trinice Watts, um, who's connected to Patuxent Brewing. Mm. She's really great at knowing what resources are available in your area. So we're always happy to support in any way that we can. Um, and I really love that you are intentionally putting the craft or the artistry at the center of your establishment and really tapping into the creative communities around you. Um, there probably are some grants out there that you can mm -hmm. use as part of your build out if you're going to have a rotating um, gallery space hosting workshops, uh, if you're looking to launch an artist in residence program. Um, mm, so really, good. really lean into those arts because there's buku money out there for, for the arts. Yeah, I'm definitely looking into like the art scene, the music scene, um, you know, all the, every single kind of creativity type minded folks is something I'm, I'm definitely trying to uh, tap into for sure, you know, so thank you. I would definitely look into uh, those grants and those housing workshops. That's a great idea. Yeah. <clears throat> Hannah, uh, this is a question that I would like for you to answer for. I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm so sorry. I totally forgot about uh, <laughs> she was having, she just had like a dentist work. And I'm <laughs> oh, man. 
So I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. My my brain is off. Okay. So Hannah, um, this is a question I would like for you to uh, answer to Leon. Give a response to being a brewery. Well, excuse me, a cidery owner. In the meantime, between the start to the finish, that little space in between, where you like is. Am I ever going to open? Is this ever going to happen? What can you think of now because you've gone through that hump that's positive that you, you know, that you're able to hold on to, but it's going to work out? Um, Pretty much like the positive part. It was uh, like all the resources that you kind of mentioned and Ashley mentioned. I kind of wish I had those in my city. Uh, because there are resources like that in like places like Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati. Uh, those cities are like strong believers of small businesses and, you know, providing those resources. Uh, so it for me, my hardest part was finding a location. Um, and it's because I wanted to be in my hometown um, that I didn't look in, you know, anywhere else. But um I think like for with that, with the most part, I was like, especially uh, you mentioned definitely not truly wanting to use all of. With that, with the most part, I was like, especially uh, you mentioned definitely not truly wanting to use all of your own monies uh, right now for, you know, for certain things, which is. Uh, smart and which is what other people do um i kind of kind of had to use some of my money um starting out but i also um i was a part of a a cohort uh with the ywca um that they ended with a pitch competition um so i kind of look for things like that especially being um, almost like a, a rare thing, like in the industries, especially for a lot of those pitch competitions, because sometimes you're you're with nonprofits, you're with uh, tech companies, um, you were things like that. So I went with some of the things that I could see, like I, you know, I felt like I was confident, like, oh, yo, I could be a competitor in this and be able to, you know, win some free monies um, with that. And then, um, uh, and then one of the other big ones, I guess I'll throw this out here for everybody. I was a part of a cohort last year. Uh, so Drew, Drew and Lauren Holiday. Um, he's a basketball player. She's a for the Milwaukee, Milwaukee something, Timberwolves, I think. Oh, I messed that up. But and his uh, mm -hmm. wife, she used to play. She used to play soccer. Uh, but they and it was a part of also a collaboration with the Black Founders. Um, they had a uh, cohort for uh, nonprofits as well as uh, for profit businesses. And when I was in the third cohort, and they're going into the fourth one, um, I was a part of that cohort, and everybody who was in it got twenty grand this cohort coming up. Um, I've shared it on my Instagram page. So if you guys want to check it out on um, this cohort coming up, they have upped the monies to $35,000. So it's technically you get 35 grand if you get a part of this cohort and 
pretty much with like no strings attached. They just, they put you through kind of like a 12 week program uh, via um, online and then they support you, uh, you know, pretty much a, uh, along the way with that. So that was a, a great thing that I did. But I just think like everything that you're doing and especially I with arts and things like that, again, I wish my city was more into the things like that, um, that you can definitely collaborate and get those fundings. But, um, but yeah, as far as with me, it's like two, I think one of the biggest things was um, trying to go, going to uh, different conferences and that I could meeting like vendors and different people in the industry helped me and also doing uh, a few collaborations. Uh, I was able to network in, um, in these spaces, um, even though I am cider and wine, um, I was able to network in these, in the beer space, um, to help me basically get to, you know, where I'm at now. So in the, some of those networking and those collaborations, uh, still help me, you know, to this day. So. That's interesting that you said that because I'm definitely looking to, uh, eventually start doing some collaborations, uh, with some other black owned breweries. I'm, I'm definitely interested in doing that. Uh, I'm definitely trying to, I know a lot of the guys around my area that like said uh, earlier, they do a lot of contract brewings and, um, uh, I'm definitely interested in trying to get that too. You know, so I got some solid recipes that I'm still tweaking here and there. But I think eventually, once I get uh, a recipe that I'm extremely happy with, I will probably start looking into just to get the name out there, the actual beer out there. Mm -hmm. um, connect, trying to connect with some uh, other uh, uh, some other breweries that will allow me to come in and make some beer with on on this on a large scale. Uh, put in the cans and keep it cold so I think I can go out there and start hustling. Um, and some, some of the other guys and gals I look up to around my area, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to get to that point um, for sure. Uh, Hannah, how many cohorts are in? That was actually his question. Um, how many people are in each cohort? Um, I um, from what I remembering from my cohort, um, they did ended up set after they picked, they ended up separating the nonprofits and the for profits. Um, but I believe it was twenty each. It's twenty four oh, profits, wow. and, it was, and it was like twenty nonprofits. If I'm if I'm right, if it wasn't twenty, it was like fifteen, fifteen. But I believe it was 40 of us total. So, uh, Ashley, if you want to, like, uh, I can, um, when this call is over and stuff like that, I'll tag you in it. And then also I could send an email to um, uh, one of the people that's over it because they also look for recommendations, too, from other people in cohorts So uh, who are in past cohorts. So. I can definitely mm -hmm. uh, pass that along, but yeah, they upped it this year, fifteen grand. But, um, but yeah, I will, yeah, I will send you the information. Anybody else who wants the information, just You're hit me up on, too. on on Instagram, and I will, um, and I'll show you guys. And then I will just let me know if you plan on doing the application, and I can uh, submit your name as a referral. I don't know how far that'll get, but I can do my best that I can. So, 
is that only around your way or is that is it like a national kind of thing it's, it's national if they when they first started i believe they looked for more people in like the milwaukee area but it's national i think i was the only person in the for-profit um that was that was in ohio so but it is um a, a national uh thing for them yeah, I'm definitely interested in that information as well. Um, yeah, if you can send that out over or put on your Instagram, what have you, yeah. definitely, I'll definitely take a look at that too. DM me, um, Hannah, with the information, and I'll make sure that I'll put it in Discord too. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will definitely throw throw all that information in there, and then uh, send it to you guys directly. But yeah, but yeah, there the applications are live right now, so I would definitely. Oh, nice. I want people okay. to, you know, get that free money. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're four minutes uh, near the time. And I want to thank you again, Leon, for uh, sharing your passion for brewing and anime. And this sounds like a, the concept just sounds totally amazing. And I am excited for you. I'm excited for PC County. I didn't know more, but I'm knowing, finding out more and more and more because every time I looked up, PG County is getting on the map for somewhere. So coming, I appreciate y'all. Y'all coming for us? <laughs> PG County, baby, all day. Yep. <laughs> don't do that, Angie. Don't don't do that. <laughs> that was the wrong one. No, 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 no. That was the wrong one. That was the wrong one. That was the wrong one. Well, hold on, if... hold on, hold on. That's what I wanted. There we go. Sorry. There we go. Um, <laughs> if 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 I make an interject, Leon, is because for me, you know, I'm I'm not a what you call a certificate brewer and all that stuff. But like for you, coming from a place like Port City, which is a well-known brewery, um, you know, in the DMV. What are the challenges that you see yourself going from a large brewery to now starting yourself from the ground up? The, the biggest challenge for me is, I think the biggest challenge for me is really getting started, right? So I know how to make, I know how to make the product and the product tastes real good, real solid. I'm about not to do my own horn, but I'm a hell of a brewer. But I don't know anything about business, so which is why I'm trying to teach myself and I'm reading all these, you know, business for dummy books and um, tapping into all my uh, resources and people that I know who not only own their own, you know, business or our own brewery, but who are business savvy and have gone to great lengths to get their degrees in business and things of that nature as well. So for me, it is really understanding, having, having the knowledge and understanding that knowledge, um, which, which has been admittedly difficult for, for me. Again, I'm, I'm not um, a, I, I, got, I got lucky with school, I got lucky with college, I got lucky with the certificate, and I've been, I just work really, really hard to, um, understand all this kind of stuff so to answer the question that for me uh and even with, with with port city port city has taught me so much about not only just as, as a you know being a brewer 
but all the ups and downs of owning your business. You know, we've, we've had um, some situations going on at, at the shop now where we are having to switch out the auger and we've had to uh, get our uh, uh, kegging area squared away a little bit tighter because we had some down issues with that kind of a thing, you know, and all of that stuff costs a lot of money. And which is something I, I don't really have a whole, I do okay, you know, with the brewing industry. My wife does much much better than I do, you know, with, with, with her job and everything. Um, but again, we we aren't rich in, in no sense of that word, you know what I mean? So um, I want to utilize my tenacity for learning to and, and, and use that to my advantage by understanding and learning how to run a brewery without it failing. Um, with, I'll go back to my days at Heroic Ale Works. You know, Heroic Ale Works was a, uh, a comic book themed brewery. I mean, we, we, the, the, the bar was literally made out of comic books. Um, we had this uh, particular video, video game system that had like 1500 old school uh, video games on Contra and Centipede and all these other kind of games and Robocop and stuff like that that was on there. The, the concept was dope. The concept was great. Um, and I helped legit build this brewery. I was cutting up concrete. I was an integral part of uh, picking out the, the brew system and um, getting everything squared away with that. Unfortunately, Hororoki was uh, didn't survive. Uh, I think we survived, I think it was just short of a year or just over a year, but no more than that. And um, I had to learn the hard way that this, this you know, these guys had, you know, these guys were uh, uh, home brewers who had uh, lots of money and thought it was a good idea to open up a brewery. Uh, they hired, in my opinion, one of the best brewers in the area, myself. And um, while we we didn't survive uh, that long, I learned a ton about what to do and what not to do. And I've applied that to uh, my place after that, after Heroic uh, Airworth, I, I took a boost and I applied it to Port City. And... Um, I've been picking the brain of uh, the owner of Port City. I've been picking the brain of uh, the owners at Ocelot and the owners of uh, all, all these large production facility type breweries and really understanding the pitfalls and really understanding, uh, you know, you know, you got to get a good boiler because you're going to be, you know, uh, a steam type brewery, you know, you, you pay a lot of money up front or you pay a lot of money later on. And, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do and you got to get the more expensive boilers. That's just a, a small example. Um, so for me, it's, it's really trying to um, learn the industry, that side of the industry, the business side of the industry, learning that and, uh, understanding it and then using it and utilizing what I understand to avoid any downfalls, pitfalls, 
Um, I'm sure that I'm, I, I guarantee I, I already know there's going to be some hard times and things of that nature. And while I know that's going to be hard, I'm looking forward to the hard. You know, that's something that I was trying to avoid for a while. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the hard so that way I can I can learn that too. The more the harder it is and the more I have to suffer now, hopefully the less I have to suffer later on. Yeah, as long as you stay, stay vigilant in in everything and it seems like you have a great base and you are seeing seeing and gleaming on those things that others have done and I'm glad that people are there like Andrew and other uh people who own breweries are able to share their experiences with you so you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel on some things um, and you don't have to bump your head on some things if someone has already done it and they're able to share with you. So you can still make your own choice, but you know, okay, here's option A and there's option B. Uh, can I make it option C or do I need to choose between the two? So I'm excited for you, Leon, and I'm excited for uh, the whole Black Cave Brewery team. I know there's going to be a lot uh, to to make this happen, but um we're at the end of our show but Kendrick do you have anything nope nothing for me just want to uh say you know thanks for Leon for, for jumping on and always thanks for all these incredible people that always join um salute mm-hmm. to y'all and y'all endeavors and let's just keep on making history man Hey, amen to that, man. Respect. I appreciate you guys, too. Thank you very much for having me on. It was great. So thank you again. We will see y'all next week for being Black and Craft. Well, again, our mantra is we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. This is Angie, the Undernumber Vixen. Sugar night to some, but not to many. And good night.